0: Come on. You're ready. Welcome Welcome to Dave and Mahoney. I
1: totally forget all the time to check in for a flight. You do? Absolutely. And I've got things that I'm doing, like sleeping. It doesn't hurt my feelings to Uh, be in the last. I have a (laughs) flight
2: that I have to check in for. I have two alarms. He forgot to invest in his 401k for 11 years, (laughs) but he'll check into that flight. Dave and Mahoney. Is there anything you would tattoo on your face ever? I hate face tattoos. You've oh. got a neck
1: Dude, tat, man. What do you mean you hate face tattoos? If hate? I
3: needed to go to a classy event, I could put a turtleneck on hide that thing.
2: <laughs> you can't show up to a classy event in a turtleneck. Yeah, you
1: can. Turtlenecks First, are hot. Don't you show up in a turtleneck? Did Winnie the Pooh in it with just a turtleneck on? Dave,
2: Dave and Mahoney. If
1: you had a robot that could do one household chore for you, which
2: would it be? I feel like for Mahoney, you'd just be following him around and singing Christmas music. <laughs> <Yes,
1: for laughs> delighting you. A robot that just delights you. Uh,
2: uh, I think those are called real sex
1: tales <laughs> and cleaning the toilets. <laughs> All
2: right, and now this is Dave and Mahoney. Hello, friends. Got some good news and some bad news to kick things off today. What would you like first, there, Mahoney? Dave, why don't we start off today's show with some bad news? They done messed up, you guys. Red Lobster has screwed up significantly. Uh, is they the, didn't is do the it. endless shrimp deal?
1: Are they not bringing it back? Did they take away the cheesy biscuits?
2: Mahoney's exactly right. It's the endless shrimp not coming back. So the CFO of Red Lobster has come out and blamed the endless shrimp promotion for the company's whopping eleven million dollar Q three loss. You you lost eleven million dollars over a quarter because the endless shrimp.
1: Wait, so has this been a thing, Mahoney? Because I'm not familiar with the Red Lobster. You roll into a Red Lobster,
2: they have probably a dozen types of shrimp that you can choose from, Mm -hmm. and then it's endless.
1: Is this a thing that has been since the dawn of time? No. They've
2: done done this a couple times over the years, but this isn't like something like going back up. But do you know what did it, though? It was TikTok. So it it went super viral on TikTok, and then, of course, everyone's going to get it. They're not, like, getting rid of it entirely. They're just jacking up the price on it to $25. So it's not going to be endless anymore. It's going to be ending shrimp. So, uh, I didn't know this. The the Thai union group owns Red Lobster. They attributed the losses to unexpectedly high demand due to the viral social media the exposure power, that it was getting.
1: That's the power of thought TikTok. thought
2: Garden owned... Uh Red Lobster or so all of them. Yep. Oh. The all-you-can-eat strategy in restaurants like Red Lobster often employs tactics to manage costs like portion control and strategic menu placement and things like that, but I guess the uh, the internet got the best of them this I time.
1: love how they were like, we were not planning on success. Yeah, we, we were planning <laughs> on like
2: mediocrity, you guys. Yeah, and we then, were not
1: planning for like this to actually take hold by, you know, the television commercials that we've made and how we've done this, you know, a couple of times, like you said, Mahoney, over the years, but TikTok was the thing that blew them out of The water for eleven million dollar loss.
2: So Darden sold or sold not sold Tic Tac sold Red Lobster back in twenty fourteen. So we've been out of the for a cool decade decade. ago, man. Jeez, (laughs) we we we're living in the past. Uh, Good news today: there is still good people out there. Sanitation workers dug through twenty tons of trash in order to find a lost wedding ring. I mean, h- how do you throw your wedding ring away? It turns out all the good people, though, are in New Hampshire because that's what this happens. I mean, you you can't see how a wedding ring would somehow end up in the trash. No, I don't. I don't. C- because you don't wear a wedding ring. I do wear a wedding <laughs> ring in photos. <laughs> <laughs> so after getting the details like the trash disposal time, content, car used the reviewed surveillance footage to locate a specific bag, and then they dug through 20 tons of garbage and wow. ended up finding the thing. So I'm well, glad that this uh, story has a happy ending. and you know, uh, maybe be a little bit more careful with the gifts your husband gets you, lady. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show. So, Mahoney, you grew up as a Chicago Blackhawks fan, and, you know, they've been a, a popular hockey team for many years, and like every franchise, they've had their ups and their downs. Mm-hmm. But they have been uh, very optimistic recently because they have uh, this new kid who's who's supposed to be one of the the hottest kids I mean, in when you were talking about... Uh you know, uh, a lot of buzz about a player. I mean, this, they're, you know, next Lemieux, Gretzky, you know, this, this kid is a absolute phenom. And, uh, you know, if you are a, a Chicago Blackhawks fan, now is a good time because you, you can see, like, the, the future, especially when you get a 19-year-old kid in there who's as good as he is, uh, that's That can change the franchise for a, for a decade. It's pretty wild when you think about this kid. His name's Connor Bernard, and he is 19 years old, and he's out here, like, dusting some of the best hockey players that you've ever seen. Yep. You're like, holy moly, this kid's only 19 years old. And, you know, you think about 19, you're like, this guy's literally a kid. Like, he right. can't even go buy a beer yet. And yet he's out here just skating circles around some of these all-timers in the NHL. But here's where the drama comes in, because... The GM of the Chicago Blackhawks has come out and said that this is totally unfounded, which means it's got to be true, right? Uh, So Corey Perry, who is another player on the Chicago Blackhawks, he's a winger. He's been terminated from the team due to, quote, conduct that is unacceptable and violating team policy. And you're like, well, that seems like a pretty harsh thing to Label somebody as like conduct that is unacceptable and violating team policy. What could it be? Well, the very hot rumors are that Corey Perry has been in a salacious relationship with Connor Bedard's mother. <laughs>
1: Oh. <laughs> and I mean
2: like the age range is like pretty appropriate, right? Because she's probably 38, 39, 40, yeah. you know, somewhere. She looks great, you yes. know, and he's probably he's, he's, about the same age. He's he's a veteran yep. of the league and uh,
1: I don't oh think this is why God. he got fired,
2: Dave. You don't think oh, it's what I You gotta
1: call me step daddy. <laughs>
2: oh <my laughs> call God. me daddy. I mean, we've heard, we've heard. You know, usually there are uh, when it comes to you know some malfeasance happening. You know, uh, off the ice, off the court. It's usually like with another player's wife. Yeah. You know, but rarely is it at another, another player's, player's mom, especially mom. like the star player, like the future of the franchise, his I... mom. And you're like, oh, and if you're Connor, you just gotta be like mom. What are you doing? Absolute
1: embarrassment. I mean, <laughs> hey, truly. she's got is, needs, too. <laughs> she's got needs, but come on, lady. Like, I'd
2: find a different team.
1: <laughs> Anyone else? No, that's else? worse. No, you it's not. You can't be banging a player no, from not. another no, team. It's that's not. a
2: yeah, yeah, nah, man. I but wouldn't
1: want it to be somebody on my team. Like, that would be... Especially I, the veteran so player who's,
2: like, hazing you in the locker room. Like, you said, nice. Audrey. like, call me daddy. You know, like, ah, uh, that's just
1: so embarrassing. Come Uh, on, lady. The the
2: GM again came out and called it a workplace matter and emphasized the inaccuracy and disgust of spreading false rumors. I don't believe these rumors, Dave. I do. You're disgusting. This is the Dave and and Mahoney Show. Yay!
0: Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a
2: message. Hey, yo, dummies. Ruckerford cheese is the more prestigious of the blue cheese varieties. Look it up. Message we all work to the service industry. We know what Ruckerford is. Also, I, I don't uh, think
1: I, I pay attention to the blue cheeses of cheese.
2: Because blue cheese is one of the nut low cheeses. I
1: out of all the cheeses out there,
2: blue cheese, totally overrated. Blech.
1: On a steak uh, sand, or, well, sandwich, too, probably. But on a steak salad... You go what if you don't go blue cheese? No, you can, have, you, you can
2: have blue cheese crumbles on a steak salad. But also, why are we doing a steak salad? Well, the, salad? Crumble, the, the crumbles are salad. usually Ruckerford.
1: Are they? Yes. Okay.
2: But yeah. the, the I will say, I am not a big blue cheese fan because I just don't like...
1: The tang. But they they're,
2: if you go to like some really high-end steakhouses... They'll have a more mild, like, like a, like a a it's like a blue cheese and, like, a Bernays sauce or something mm. that you, you mix together on it, and it's just like, oh, oh, Yeah, I just don't like cheese that you can't eat as a standalone. Yeah. You know, like, if you have to just mix it with something, it's just not that good.
1: If you're tough enough, you could eat it alone.
2: I, I was at Costco. Does co- anyone sit there with just, like, a handful of blue cheese and just real, I bet. Ugh.
1: I bet someone does.
2: I went to the business Costco uh, a couple weeks ago. Well, what a Flex. You know, I am a, a black card member at Costco. Just so you know, uh, and I was there, and every time I walk by, they have a whole ass aisle for like just like nachos. So you have like mm. this que Bueno. It's a big giant can, yellow. of blue, blue nacho cheese. So a blue can of yellow. Oh nacho yeah, cheese. yeah, yellow and, cheese. I
1: was like, what blue just, nacho I, cheese I wanna, exists? I
2: want to get that. I want to get that can so bad and live my life and just like junk out. On nothing you but can't like do nacho it, though, Mahoney,
1: because I, you and I, what we can share, we don't share much, but we can at least share the love for this, and it is crappy, crappy the worst. chemical cheese. Yes, I love chemical cheese. What are you? I love you so much.
2: You never you never harden?
1: No, never. Why? Never? You just sit I, on a shelf in and, and, and warmth. It's like in the mercury find. of cheese. <laughs> it's your mercury of cheese, and you can't, the reason why I was going to say you can't get it. Because you will have no self-control. You say you'll have it for a while. That thing will be gone in a week.
2: Not even. Chris, what I really love about this story is that Mahoney's talking about his trip to business Costco and his business there was cheese. (laughs) Nacho cheese. A (laughs) vat of it, sir. He has a ballpark
1: to fill.
0: Something women will never understand. When you're peeing and then you have to cough or sneeze and it turns into a wild fire hose. Message
1: to do. It sounds like... Frying pork chops.
2: <laughs> yeah, man. Same but different. Same but different. <laughs> the worst is like when you, like you, early in the morning yeah, and then you I get the you early saying. morning, uh, uh-huh. the first one of the day, and then you get that cold shiver. <laughs> Does yeah. it burn? No, no. It's no. like you're, it's not your... Junk that gets the cold shiver. Your whole body gets like a cold shiver, and, you're, and you just shake your little dance too. Yeah. It's oh. it's like your blood pressure dropping or something. Something to do with that.
1: Does it happen every time? Not
2: every time, but it does happen. Is it a know. medical emergency? It, it feels like it. At the time, you're like, I
1: help. I have questions. Uh, I don't weird. know if I can ask them on air, no, but I've got no. questions. It's weird. Please leave uh, a message. Out interesting. The have your interest evolved or changed as you aged? Message deleted. Immensely. Yeah, I used to no. be interested
2: in all sorts of things <laughs> and now I'm not. <laughs> you know what's funny is that they always say that in relationships women get mad at guys because they don't change and then guys get mad at women because yeah, they, they do, do change like women evolve meanwhile I'm still like <laughs> boobies and boats <laughs> Dave, Dave at, at Mahoney you guys want to pool all of our money and uh, buy an island if the, you know it's just 2.5 million dollars it does have water and power in case you're wondering it's a, it's a private uh, island in the Florida Keys so I, I don't trust a just- 2.5 million dollar island no. I was not
1: only that Mahoney but I mean like Weather happens. If there is no one inhabiting that island currently, it's for a good reason. Well, let me give you the reason.
2: So the uh, the Pretty Joe Rock, also known as uh, Seashell Key, it's a Florida Keys private island on sale for two point five million dollars. And to your point, Mahoney, like why would you be able to buy an island in the Florida Keys for two point five million dollars? And it's because of exactly what you said, which is weather. So this home that was on the island, um, I guess, was featured about a decade ago in an episode of HGTV's Buying the Beach. It has a single-family home, but it was leveled by Hurricane Irma back in 2017. Mm -hmm. So they say there are plans in progress to construct a new single-family home with stunning gulf of uh, views, beautiful sunsets, all that stuff. But... The downside is that you're basically buying a $2.5 million plot of land that you have to clear everything off of. And that is definitely going to get hit by a hurricane again at some point. I mean, if we learned anything from, you know, listening to music, Dave, Mm -hmm. uh, we learned from Nick Hexham of 311 that you should never, ever, ever buy a private island. And that's coming from a guy that owned a private island. Yeah, good-looking man. Like, even though he was like, nah, man, I'm good-looking. I don't even need an island. I don't need that gimmick. I can just go to the beach. I'm not David Copperfield, that <laughs> freaky ass harasser. So uh, the the idea of it being like an island as well, I think would wear off real quick. It's like living in a. It's like living in a, a high, you know, uh, like one of those penthouse suites sure. on top of a. Uh, yeah, some.
1: Oh, it's like living in the country. You have to drive. You have to get on a boat in order to get anything done. You have to. It's it's a haul. You Can't DoorDash. Wait I a mean, boat
2: dash that don't exist. I don't know. I feel like in Florida there's like some dudes in a bass boat that would door dash some food. If Maybe. You like you need some Wendy's? Hang on, yeah. I'll go get it for you.
1: But I mean, you can't leave.
2: <laughs> yeah. Bad stuff happens on islands. Now that you say that, it's mostly just like a giant boat, isn't it? Right. Like, bad stuff can yeah. very easily happen on an island. Don't trust it. As sure. a girl, you gotta. You can't go to an island, right? Know,
1: somebody's gonna swim up and get me and drag me into the deep.
2: For sure. This is Dave and Mahoney. You know the songs, but
0: can you name them when they sound this bad? Me
2: I kiss this car. It's Cover Your Ears on David Mahoney. Judy is joining us today for Judy. a round of Cover Your Ears. How you doing, Judy? I'm doing just fine. How about you guys? We are doing wonderful, and we are so excited for you today. Obviously, good tickets up for grabs, and we hope that you win them. The way that this works, pretty simple. 30 seconds on the clock for each one of these songs. Audrey, I can already tell, is rooting for you to win this thing. I just love
1: you, Judy. You sound like a treat. Uh, Thanks. You're
2: welcome. Let the full 30 seconds play out before you make your guess. You do have two lifelines, one from Audrey, one from Mahoney, but once you use them, they are done. Uh, you got to get four out of the five in order to win today. Here we go with number one. Good luck, Judy. there has 16 whole views you guys and it's not just from intelligence it's from divine intelligence okay. on YouTube so uh, Judy over to you do you know that one or do you need some help
1: I need some help on that one mm. uh, Judy I'm sorry I can't help you Mahoney would you be able to help her uh, no oh. uh,
2: no no uh, one? No. Nothing?
1: That was hard. Uh, all right. <sighs> Sorry. Dave. I mean, again, I 16 views,
2: not not very popular. That was, that was supposed to be Love Bites by Def Leppard. It was? It was. Okay, at no yeah, point
1: yeah. did that oh, sound, that sound was... like that at all. Yeah.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> not even the no. words.
2: Yeah. Sure. Again, <laughs> 16 views in total. This game's awesome. Okay. It's all right. We're still alive. We still got the lifelines. Here we go on to the next one. Uh, eight views on this one. <clears throat> eight from Mr. Crinkle.
3: You could have a steam train. If you just lay down your tracks, you could have an airplane
2: flying. Mm. If you bring yeah. your blue sky back, Mr. Crinkle, you now. got me all bunched up, buddy. Eight views on that one. Judy, do you know it?
0: The name of the song is on the tip of my
1: tongue. I am not coming up with it. Okay, I, so both of us, I, I think, can you yeah, know. yeah,
2: this is one of my all favorites. Right. Who do you want to tag in, Audrey or Mahoney? Uh,
1: Audrey, Sledgehammer, Peter Gabriel, mm-hmm. the
2: always yeah. number two music video of all time. Always, <laughs> always number yeah. two. Yeah, even Your number I- one
1: was yesterday. Your number one favorite was yesterday, wasn't it? No,
2: no. The number one movie, or the number one of all time is usually Thriller. Mm-hmm. But yeah. number two was always Peter Gabriel. Oh, I thought I, you meant
1: personal favorite. My bad. No, no, no.
2: Here we go on to number three 162,000 views on this one. So we are going up in popularity. Some, some.
0: I feel that I see slowly melting. Little darling,
3: it seems like here since it's been clear.
1: German band? That I don't know why.
2: German? It sounds like wherever they're singing, it's very cold. Yeah. And scary. It does. <laughs> That's the Melodica Boys, 162,000 views.
1: It's not like vampires.
2: Judy, over to you.
1: It's a Beatles, it's a Beatles song. Uh-huh. Here, Beep Here boop,
2: Yeah! How did she get I it? Know how, she how did, did she get that? on Judy. Uh, didn't even use job. a lifeline. All good right. Good job, Judy. So we have one lifeline left. We have two to go. We got to get both of them right. This next one has 26 views. Good luck. Beauty, I'd always missed with these eyes
0: before. Just what the truth
3: is, I can't say anymore.
0: Because I love you, yes,
1: I love you, oh, how I love
2: you. Okay, do we know that one, Judy?
0: I know it's Moody Blues. Mm-hmm. That is the Moody Blues. Nice and white satin. There you I go.
2: Know. There's yeah. my yes. girl
0: Judy coming in. <laughs> yeah. Judy. Okay, so wow. now I always
2: thought that was like actual knights. Oh, okay. Like, you yeah. know, like, like medieval knights. Knights no. of the K? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you thought it was a bunch of medieval knights that's what I wearing that's what white, white, white satin? satin. <laughs> I was like, those are some fabulous knights. That's very Monty Python <laughs> thoughts of you. <laughs> And final one here, and good news, Mahoney is still available as a lifeline, so you guys can tag team this one. If you get it right, you're going to win. Here we go. 16,000 views, and this one from one of our favorites, Bev and Bob are back.
0: Best duo. You wake up late for school, man, you don't want to go. You ask your mom please, but she still says no. No. You missed two classes and no homework, but, but your teacher
2: treats your class, class like it's like a judge. Yeah. Unfortunately, are- we have to stop it right there, Judy. or the winner? I don't have a clue on that one. It's oh, uh, my, oh, my luckily, favorite. It's, it's yes. one of my absolute favorite bands. That's "You Got to Fight for Your Right to Party" from the Beastie Boys. My there my it is. <laughs>
0: Mahoney. Yay! Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please leave a message after the tone. The McRib.
2: Message deleted. So funny, man. You bring up the McRib and like how it slowly starts to infiltrate and people get on the McRib watch and they get so excited about it. I mean, I think we can all agree that the McRib is a fairly middling sandwich. But it's Dave, fine. they create a scarcity, thus making us want it more. And it's true. I mean, Mahoney, you've been a big fan of tracking the McRib for years. Uh, maybe I'll swing by after uh, the show today. I follow, it's funny, Dave, I follow an account on Instagram called Meat Dad. What? Okay. It's, you Should I ask? So well, that it's actually, sounds I, interesting. Technically, I think it's Meat Dad. One is the Instagram handle because meat, meat Dad, Dad was, was already taken. taken. Of course, it was. <laughs> but uh, he's a butcher, uh-huh. and you know, shows how to like save a bunch of money, like cutting your own meat, and uh, many things you can do. It's a it's a like a helpful cooking Instagram account. Sure. But he has a daughter, and one of the things that's interesting, he doesn't since he is a butcher by trade, doesn't let his kids eat fast food. But his kids want fast food, so when they want a Chicken McNuggets from McDonald's mm-hmm. or they want a McRib, he makes them, and he has extra McDonald's bags and the nugget container that he'll put them in and just tells his kid that's McDonald's. I think that's a lie. That's something that he's doing for the Internet. There's no way he's actually bagging up his own food and then tricking his I kids. I think he is. I think mm-hmm. you just have to have a conversation with your kids and be like, no. You're oh. going to do as I say. How
1: does that work? Not whenever, whenever, whenever as a to parent. I was didn't do that with
2: cereal, mm-hmm. though. You know. She did? What yeah. do you mean? She
3: would take the, the Cheerios box and then put the knockoff Cheerios in there. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, all the time to me and my sister. <laughs> we And we never knew. We were, we were dumb.
2: Because she was right. At yeah. what point did you find out, though? Because it sounds like you were slightly offended when you discovered this. Yeah, because she came home from the grocery store, and I'm like, what are those in there? What are those Tasty O's doing in there? The Tasty O's. -os. (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny because they're not really that tasty, and they're not even in the shape of an O. No. Please leave a message after the tone.
1: Do you have any unique family tradition? Message deleted. I'm trying to create family traditions. I was just
2: looking at you going, I bet you cannot wait because you and your fiance, soon to be married, all of that. You are a tradition gal. So what are you trying, trying to make any. as a family tradition?
1: So at the start, so around Thanksgiving, I went out to Hobby Lobby and I got a ton of stuff to like make wreaths and like little, just it's like decorative flower style things. Mm-hmm. Like whatever, I mean, I bought like $300 worth of flowers, which means that I had stuff to make. Four months, <laughs> like $300 <laughs> worth of flowers gets you pretty far. It's a lot of flowers. So when everything's 50 to 60% off. So the, making wreaths during the holidays is, is the current one. Um, and then maybe, you know, creating, like we were talking uh, with our boss the other day. I, I wrote it down, the Shrinky Dinks for ornaments. Yeah. You didn't write that down for yourself? You didn't like that idea? No, I think it's a great idea. (laughs) But I mean,
2: we have enough traditions right now. Oh, what uh, are yours? Well, I mean, we've gone to every fall festival that has ever been created in the last couple of months. Is that a tradition? Uh, Yeah, it feels like it. Is it? it? Okay. I mean, my big tradition that I'm trying to start is like doing Thanksgiving and Christmas (laughs) at our house as opposed to like traveling. I love that. Like the kids waking up on Christmas morning and being there for that is incredibly nostalgic for me. And so like us going somewhere else to do that... Not the same. I mean, when you got yeah. four kids, that's a, I mean, you travel, I can't and even And you have imagine. to travel the presents? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you. you, you No, know, Santa
1: always comes early sometimes in my house anyway. Well, but there's stuff from
2: <laughs> Santa and then there's stuff from the parents as well, right? And so, yeah, yeah, you spend Christmas Eve, like, putting stuff together and that's, you know, fun. Like, open a bottle of wine or whatever and just put the stuff together that, that are com- that's coming from mom and dad. Like, that's a tradition, See, right? Yeah. but I love,
1: yeah. I love that you're just taking simple activities and Cataloging them as family traditions. My family that's, that's tradition. beautiful.
2: Drinking on Christmas Eve. There it is. <laughs> it is. Boom. There's the back of your tradition. Uh, yep. <laughs> hey, so I'm wondering, Mahoney, are you still just fire hosing it into the urinal cake? Or have you tried the sidewall yet? Have a great day. Message deleted. I don't know what that's in reference to. Was there, did we have a conversation about urinal yeah, cakes? Is, yeah, yeah well, like we a couple were, weeks ago, actually. Okay. Yeah. But you guys
1: were talking about the ice cubes.
2: I like. I'm the a direct ice cubes. into the y- urinal cake, whatever the, the Brady, whatever what that mat that they cake? that's in ninety percent of pad. urinals. Yeah, full splash yeah, pad, anyway. man. Like, yeah. yeah.
1: That is such a foreign thing to me in my mind. I have never seen a trough. I have never seen, unless it's been on television. Like, I I was thinking a urinal cake was some fancy cupcake that was in there. (laughs) (laughs) Because in girl land, it would probably be some sort of device that would look like a cupcake, but would just be made of plastics.
2: There is nothing that we love is man, and I don't know why, but if you put a little Target... Oh, it's in the, the best. urinal? Oh, <laughs> let's make, play a game. They make yeah. urinals that have a fake fly on them yeah. to prevent, uh, they started that in airports to prevent, you know, cleaning having to be done constantly. And it works because we're just that stupid. Yeah.
1: It would be funny if uh, at like sporting arenas or just arenas in general, if before each game, it probably cost a lot of money to do this. But you would put like the opposing team yes. in the urinals.
2: Yeah. I'm all uh, for uh, digitalize it. Digitalize it. Digitalize yeah. it Digitalize it Yeah, Digitalize it. And yeah in, man You and should in do the that the uh, stall But you know why Play That market. wouldn't work Because then a whole bunch Of dudes would turn around And like Trying to poop on it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely happening for sure. It would. This is the Dave and Mahoney this show. This is the Dave and Mahoney show. You know, we talk about people behaving badly all of the time, but the way that some people are just so brazen with the way that they act like a holes when they go out in public is beyond me. We've just lost all sense of decorum here as society. Dave, we just don't care. It's Post sex. COVID, we're just like, you know what? So these two women show up at Phoenix Sky Harbor International Airport. And this happened just on Monday of this week. And so what do you do when you're late for your flight? Run. Uh, You you, you do run, and you run uh, instead of through security, just through the exit where it says, do not enter. It's for, like, when the people are coming off the planes, uh. you just run through that. And it's, at Sky Harbor, it's very apparent that, like, you don't go in that way. Well, I mean, I think it's very apparent at every airport. Like, they have a, a somebody stationed there, whether it's a police officer or but a TSA got, officer. But they've like, those big doors and things like that. You know you're not supposed yeah. to go in there. So the court paperwork shows that the two women continue to walk past TSA And said, no, 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 we're late for our flight, which reminds me very much of the scene from Dumb and Dumber where, like, don't worry, I'm a limo driver. Still doesn't work like that. They keep walking, even though they're being stopped by TSA going, hey, you can't go through here, clearly a restricted area. Mm -hmm. They're like, no, it's all right, We're, we're late for our flight, just leave us alone. And they honestly thought that this was going to work. And they just kept walking to their plane as if nothing could be done about it. They get tased. Please tell me they got tased. It doesn't say that they got tased, which is really a bummer. Uh, it said that they did obviously get detained, and they continued to tell police that they were late for their flight and that neither of the subjects were apologetic or appeared to understand the seriousness of the nature. They had a lockdown down part of the airport in the middle of the afternoon because no. said, oh, oh,
1: yeah. Uh, I mean, usually, if you tell the people that are in front of you, I mean, I have not done this, but people have done this to me that they're late for their flight, they'll usually let you scoop past them in line. It's yeah. not that big a deal. Or just buy clear.
2: Yeah, get TSA or and clear. T- That's yeah. what I have. I literally, as much as I fly, and I fly out of Sky Harbor every week, man, I... The longest I've ever waited, even on, a, like, a holiday weekend, is five minutes with TSA pre-check and clear. Well, Sky Harbor just got named one of the best most efficient airports in the entire country. Good they have very nice bathrooms. Behind the paywall though, the the, the outside of the TSA ones. No, you got to go uh, through TSA. Go through the TSA. Pretty nice in there. They are. It's not bad. Yeah, I got I got, there's there's I got my favorites. See, uh, it turns out they were even more late for their flight though. They both got arrested and charged with a class 5 felony. Oh, oh. whoa. Felony. Well, yeah. yeah, man. You can't just act like you own the place, you morons so and also if like I'm going to be late for my flight because they had to lock this place down because of you
1: I wish we knew their ages
2: they sound like they're 24 Four years. You old.
1: think? Yeah. You yeah. think they're younger? Yeah.
2: Anybody really? older than that, you know, like, I mean, pre-9-11, like, the people who, who experienced like travel pre-9-11, I get like, we, you know, we could run through the airports back in the day. Like, they were just like letting everybody through. But like, those of us who've experienced TSA for the last 20 plus years, we all know the deal. The fact that we still have to take off our shoes may be a little bit ridiculous. Now TSA, but it.
0: That's right. You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show. you your lightsaber to own a partial interest in a fireworks stand. It's the Redneck Report. Dog will hunt. On Dave and Mahoney.
2: Have you ever dated somebody that is incredibly jealous? Because it's not really that fun. You can't, man. It's like, the worst. Oh, But you've never dated somebody jealous like this before. What happened, Dave? To kick off today's Redneck Report, there is a Miami woman who was mad at her boyfriend for looking at another woman. And hey, so she that's decided common well, yeah, but she took it a step a little further, which is why she's on this piece of paper today. Okay. Uh, her name is Sandra Yimenez. She is forty-four years old. She has been arrested on aggravated battery charge after she allegedly stabbed her boyfriend in the eyelid with a hypodermic needle because he looked at another woman. Shouldn't have been looking. <clears throat> oh, you need to look. How about you get a needle? <laughs> yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. How do you stab, like,
2: I mean, to stab somebody in the...
1: Precision, man. It is, yeah. Get her into archery.
2: <laughs> so we have a candidate for mom of the year. I know this is coming in late, but this is a very strong contender. Uh, there is a 33-year-old mom who has been charged with uh, with aggravated battery with a deadly weapon and aggravated assault. She drove her Toyota RAV4 and uh, accidentally ran over her son because her son, I guess, was fighting with some other kids, and so she was trying to run over the other kids, and accidentally ran over her son. Is he okay? No, he died. No, I'm kidding. He's fine. Dave. He's As fine. somebody who's driven a Rav Four many, you know, for many years, it's not a not an ideal. I don't think, think over that's the field. car.
0: I mean, even
3: with
2: the all-wheel drive, yeah. I don't think I'm <laughs> run somebody over. Also, like, you don't get street cred for getting run over by a Rav Four by your mom, dude. If somebody else's mom runs you over in their Rav Four, you can never go back to the streets. <laughs> <laughs> and in your card right now This is Dave and Mahoney So around this time of year You know when everyone's thinking about the holidays And spending time with their families There's a lot of companies out there that are thinking How can we fire people? How many people have we known over the years, Mahoney, that have gotten let go right before Q4, the holidays? Q4, right before Christmas, uh-huh. you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, here's your pink slip, and don't let the door hit you on the ass on the way out, because we got to make sure the shareholders get their extra wooden nickel. So, quiet cutting has become a new thing. Have you guys heard about this? Yes. So, quiet cutting is where employers are trying to push employees to quit instead of firing them, and it's becoming increasingly common. And a lot of this has to do, according to ZipRecruiter, who did the survey on this, because companies don't want to get labeled or known as the sort of corporations that do the giant cuts. And we see that... You know, it tends to make the news whenever, you know, certainly a broadcaster like in our industry makes a whole bunch of cuts. You know, you hear about it and you start looking at the list going, oh, crap, do I know anyone? That's a part of this. But then there's also a lot of the tech companies go through it as well where they just go through these massive rounds of layoffs. And then it becomes much harder for them to recruit. So... To your point, Mahoney, about it being just kind of quarterly, right? Oh, well, if we just eliminate all of these costs, then our projections and our costs and the, the quarterly report's going to look better. Our stock price is going to go up. The dividend's going to be better. And, oh, by the way, we're going to bonus a whole bunch of money. Mm-hmm. But they still need those people to do those jobs, so they still have to refill those jobs many times even after they do the mass layoffs. And so, Because being... they're just
1: trying to rehire them at a lower rate.
2: Right. And the next thing you know, being labeled a company that does massive layoffs all of the time catches up with you and it's a lot harder to recruit and then you can't hire people at that low and you don't want to pay out severance you know there's a lot of times there's a lot of laws in a lot of states that were that that revolve around severance but if you just quit that bitch you get nothing so So that's why they're making people go back into the office Mm -hmm. you know taking away all sorts of parts just making your overall life miserable so you'll leave and they say that one of the common ways of doing that is by reassigning employees to less desirable roles. It's become a popular method of pushing p- people out. So in 2023, 55% of people of those reassigned experiences and eventually 59% of them quit. That's why, so you know, works. I mean, that's why we have in our contracts exactly what we do. <laughs> because so, they've tried that with us. They have tried that with us before. And it is something that happens a lot. But just yeah. know if that's going on just hunker down just start just start taking more bathroom breaks what are they going to do yep yeah, make them fire you uh-huh and or you know on top of that dave uh if you are thinking about working for a company and they won't put that in writing what your position is that may tell you something that you need to know about that company you're interviewing them as well it's a good thought
0: you're listening to the dave and mahoney show <laughs>
2: Yeah, um...
0: Dave and Mahoney present... Uh...
2: We're going w- special curling fast, fast food, fast food freak out. out. Shut up and listen to my order. So when it comes to fast food freakouts, there is no greater fast food expert in all the land than our very own Jason Mahoney. Dave, I am the world's leading fast food forensic expert. I have been no, <laughs> to no less than 13,000... <laughs> to 13,112. Mm. Excuse me. Got to yeah, get those numbers, hard numbers correct. Hard number to remember. Uh... uh here in the continental United States, McDonald's—that is—and uh, almost as if that number is a lie, Audrey. It's not almost hard to remember, isn't it? There's uh-huh. just so many numbers I, gotta I got to keep track okay. of. Gotcha. I got it. yeah. You uh, know, there's 712 uh, red lobsters here in America. I did not know that. It feels you know? like too many. Uh, Mark is with us today. Uh, Mark, what is your fa- favorite fast food restaurant in all the land? Uh, in and Out Burger. Okay. Ooh. So we're going to play some audio of real life freakouts that have happened in fast food restaurants. Mahoney and Audrey are here to help you out today. You got to get two out of the three in order to win. The first one here is a guy who was told at the late night drive through that they are not taking orders, even though they are still open, and he was not pleased about that. So you're not taking orders. Why are you taking orders? Is it these cars over here tell you not to
3: take orders? Hello, hello, you there? Order when you're ready. No, why, so I, I want to know why know he why said you weren't taking orders. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, Daniel, I'll take the order. No, but I, I put the guy back on the speaker that I was talking to. Yeah, I'm right here. What's up? Yeah, why aren't you taking orders? Because I'm not. Why? I'm not. That's why. Why you answer to you? I know you don't have to, but you should. No, why, what? you want me to pull around and let me film you? Yeah, you can. Okay.
2: Why aren't you taking orders? Because I'm not taking orders. Today. So why? Because I'm not. Why are you being rude? I don't have to. Why are you being rude? Because why Okay, annoying on both sides there. Like that that guy was being annoying in the drive through. Like they offered to take your order, just go ahead and put the, the order. The guy in. being the guy filming is the most annoying. Yeah, there. and he and even more so annoying that he was the one who uploaded this to the internet, thinking that he was somehow. In the, in the right, the right yeah. here. Mm-hmm. Okay, so does that sound like a a Wendy's, b a Taco Bell, or c a KFC? This is a real tough one. It's not a KFC, I promise you that.
1: It's giving Taco Bell for me.
2: I'm getting Taco Bell vibes. Okay. This is this is this is a this is a late night Taco Bell run because, because I, that mad at,
1: I have been in that drive through line where they it, have stopped serving an hour before at uh, the close I mean, at a Taco Bell, and I was dumbfounded just like could, this gentleman.
2: It could be a Wendy's, but I think there's too many people working therefore to actually be a a, a late night wendy's uh so that's why i know for a fact it is not kfc i i would go with audrey that is taco bell okay mark they're both saying taco bell what say you uh i was gonna say taco bell also and all three of you correct well done that's right we know what we're talking about
1: yeah. whatever that happened to me, I wish I would have had like as much confidence as this man and just got my phone out and filmed. Because I just sat there with my jaw dropped.
2: That guy's got to catch hands. Because they other, the other guy who was not taking orders was not playing around. Mm-mm. Okay, so we can actually win it right here, Mark, if you're able to get this one correct. So a woman is angry at the drive-thru because of the worker's reaction to her absurdly large order. Let's have a listen. Bad
3: day, man? Oh, no, we're just slamming. You got to be nicer to your customers, you know? Were you having a hard time hearing me?
2: Yeah.
3: Okay, well next time you don't say sheesh and you don't tell a customer if they want to order the entire menu because
2: all the sliders no it was two i didn't okay. but
3: the sheesh is just something that's you sheesh. don't tell a customer sheesh? yes that's not even a word yes <laughs> th- it's a word like oh my God.
2: I mean, <laughs> <food>? <laughs> do, you, do you want your food? You want, you want your, your food, food or, or what? Not. I'm with this drive-thru worker. Like there, there is a limit when you're going through a drive-thru yes. as to how much food is appropriate. And if you literally ordered every slider except for two, that feels like a little I bit got too much. I stuck behind an Econo Line van uh-huh. that had like 13 people in it. It was a disaster. It was a disaster. Is this, that A, a White Castle, B, a Burger King, or C, an Arby's? White Castle. Players. So I don't think this is White Castle. Okay. Because. White Castle has basically just like There's like two sliders, two types of sliders They have their chicken sliders, fish sliders, and the normal one But Arby's has like Seven or eight different types of sliders Do they really? They do huh. So I am getting Arby's vibes That's the first thing okay. that came to my mind before you said anything So Okay, that's Mahoney's Burger, answer Does Burger King have sliders? Mm-mm. Possibly, Maybe. but not on, a, not on a regular basis No, they don't Okay, so White Castle, Burger King, and Arby's Audrey thinks White Castle, Mahoney thinks Arby's But Mark, it's all up to you What do you think? You can get the win right here. Uh, I have to go with Mahoney and say Arby's. Good call. Good call. That's right. That man knows his Arby's.
1: (laughs) Mahoney is the first one, 10 a.m. every day, to an Arby's by his house.
2: Mahoney has been sitting in the (laughs) drive-thru waiting for the Arby's to open before, so you know that man knows his Arby's. This is David Mahoney.
0: Got a comment, complaint, or opinion for David Mahoney? Call 833-YO-DUMMY. Please record your message. This is the voicemail. Please
2: leave a message after the tone. Yeah, this message goes out to Dave and Mohoni and Audrey, especially Audrey. Now you yahoos out there saying that she's hot, this and that. The only difference about her is, and what makes her hot, is not her body or her face. It's her personality, man. She has a great personality, and that's what every guy should be looking for. Love you guys. Been a long-time listener since April 2023. <laughs> <laughs> My dude, one of the OGs, taking it all the way back to spring. <laughs> uh, I thought that was going to go kind of, kind of sideways there. Like I was like, is this guy taking a dig at Audrey? But that's exactly what you were saying yesterday. Uh, you want to be known not for being like a pretty face. You want to be known for your great personality. Yeah, it's man. working.
1: Because here's the thing is that it has not always been this way. I was a very, very unfortunate looking child. What I mean by that is puberty helped. Mm-hmm. And so did a little bit of uh, extra cushion in my pocket so that I could afford lip filler. Because <laughs> I did not have lips. I had the very typical white woman lips for a very long time <laughs> where it looked like um, the only thing that I was putting between those lips was mayonnaise. So it was it was a mess.
2: You had a glow up. Uh, But you know what? When you're an ugly, ratty little kid, like all of us were to some degree. Got to learn to be funny. It it helps you develop a better personality (laughs) because nobody likes you because you're pretty. (laughs) (laughs) But also, we do work in the one field where you can be just ass. You could just look horrible. And nobody knows. I feel like it used to be like that, but not really so much anymore. 99% of people are not going to our Facebook page or Instagram. You mean the see, Instagram at David Mahoney? Yeah. That one? Yeah. Nobody's okay. going there to yeah. see what we look like. I, your 1% is, but 99% are not. And, Audrey, if you weren't, you know, like, you could do news. You know, you could do TV nudes, but you're not boring. You have personality. News? news. Oh, I thought you said nudes. Not nudes. Oh. News. Like, but the news people are, <laughs> like, pretty so but boring. Yeah. You know, like, I feel like. She's she's got Camera the best work of both
1: actually frightens me. I far, far, far more like rather be Evasive and elusive behind the, behind the mic or like doing production. Absolutely not. TV sucks. Yeah, because I just posted a photo on Instagram yesterday, not yesterday, but months ago. And I got a comment saying, nice mommy milkers. Like, what do you mean? Yesterday,
2: she's on, (laughs) she's like, like on a month's old post from months ago. Nice mommy milkers. Really, (laughs) buddy? Come on, man. Are you kidding me?
1: Can't even, can't even imagine what it's like being a newscaster female, what they get. Can't I'm, even imagine. I'm a,
2: I will send you a topless photo of me that you can send to him.
3: <laughs>
1: I love that. Actually, that's hilarious.
0: Please leave a message after the tone.
2: What do you think about using filters? Um, do you think they're overused, underused, and do you use a filter? <clears throat> I do. I have to. I'm 58. Message deleted. I think that
1: filters are dying for Gen Z. They don't want that. They don't use them. They don't. They, that's why TikTok's so popular.
2: Yeah, I don't use filters. I use Photoshop like a pro. <laughs> I know how to make my face way less fat.
1: Yeah, somebody sent out a Christmas card or, or or something. They reposted something of all of us using Photoshop, and I was like, Mahoney has altered his fa- <laughs> Your face on there because you have told us you get rid of your double chin on, on I mean, Photoshop. He,
2: he does that for me too. Like yeah. we have a promo shot for the show, <laughs> and I'm just sitting in the corner looking fat, and then I, Mahoney photoshops, and I look chiseled. I'm like. <laughs> Hell yeah, bro. I know how to get rid of double chins, man. That is, <laughs> that's a superpower. That, there are, uh, many hours of Facebook tut- or YouTube tutorials on how to do that on <laughs> How long did it take you to learn? Way, way less time than I did had to spend in a gym. <laughs> <laughs> to get rid of it the natural
3: way. I just wanted to make a comment about something I just heard about the whippets. In Savannah, they used to sell whippets at the flea market along with a little tool, which they called a cracker. <laughs>
2: To mm-hmm. open up the whippet, the cracker. That's <laughs> <extreme> <laughs> what? Yeah. I, oh yeah.
1: The lore of whippets is hilarious to me. I mean, like, what do you mean that you used to just be able to get them at the gas station, man? That is wild. Gas station,
2: the head shops, like anywhere well, USA, because they weren't outlawed because they didn't think it's like computer duster. Yeah. Like yes. they, don't, they don't think that they have to lock that up, and then they realize, oh wait, yeah, a bunch of little morons are going to be huffing
1: this. Well, so, so it wasn't. You, It wasn't sold as a drug. No, no. Well, they, 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 they sold they, they it, it as a drug, doing.
2: but originally yeah. it was not. It, but then it, we started a... You know, they found a way to, like, how you could just instantly fill up balloons. and yeah. You know, they're, they're, they it originally was not... But it became
1: So what that. part of gas station was it sold in? By the car behind, air fresheners?
2: No, nah, behind the counter usually. By the tobacco? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Give me a can of dip and some whippets. <laughs> but Some dippets. Dip and
1: whippets. <laughs> <laughs> dip and whippets, Yeah, I used to love dipping dogs.
2: <laughs> but at the flea market, you could get whippets and a ninja sword and some throwing stars. Nice. Dude, I am in. And one of those little extended baton things. And that's Dude, how I'll... you end up on the news, those man. Those people vote. <laughs> this is the Dave and Mahoney Show. You know, I'm really kind of bummed to see this because I've been such a huge fan of this show. In fact, every time that I watch this show, I am convinced that I, too, can be a billionaire entrepreneur if I just put my mind to it or come up with the right idea or strike a partnership with the perfect person. Uh, but Shark Tank has been a show that has been on the air forever. <laughs> and I, do you watch that show? I love it. Doesn't it make you feel like you could just do anything?
1: I actually, because you teased me about watching videos on TikTok and on social media in yeah, general. No. For motivation, like motivational speeches. I also watch Shark Tank for that same reason. Yeah. Like, it puts fire underneath my butt in order to make me feel like I can do whatever fictional thing I've created in my mind to to set forth doing. There is
2: a handful of people that go on that show that are all like, oh, you know, they're educated at Harvard or they're an astrophysicist or whatever. You're like, all right, like— I." Uh, There's no way I could compete with these people. But then there's the people that go on there that are like, we sell stretchy shoelaces. You're like, wait a second. Those (laughs) stretchy shoelaces are the business. I bought those stretchy shoelaces. Stretchy shoelaces, shoelaces, stretchy belts. Give me stretchy everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, But Mark Cuban has been arguably the most stable one on that show the entire time since since the jump, right, where he's been a consistent shark that has been on almost every single episode. And he says that after 16 seasons, uh, he is... Swimming away?
1: No. I know. Well, if he stops
2: swimming, then the sharks die.
1: That makes me feel like he no longer has money to invest. Like, what's
2: going on? Like, we heard the story about, you know, him selling the Mavs to Miriam Adelson, and now he's leaving Shark Tank. Is there, like, some, like, is there some bad stuff coming down no. the pipe from Mark Cuban or no, something I like th- that? Like, I th- what I think, is, what's I think going it's, on I here? think it's the opposite, man. Like, he, I think that he's getting more into, like, the political world, and so he's he starting to divest kind of some of older. Stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's... He's been pretty vocal with like you know kind of getting into it with the Elon Musk's and the Donald Trump Mark, we like you as a, as a basketball owner and on Shark Tank. It's kind of like the settle rock, down, right? Yeah. You know, it's like the Rock. We like your movies enough. Like you're, you seem like you're a pretty nice guy. Your stuff with Kevin but, Hart's funny, but we don't need you running the free world. I don't. would rather yeah.
1: Cuban than. Than than the rock,
2: Rock. at least at least Mark Cuban seems to kind of know what he's doing. Like when it comes to the business business
1: handlings. I mean, not that the rock
2: doesn't, but it seems like the rock has good people that know what they're doing. Yeah, you know. So either way, Mark Cuban, it seems like there's some stuff, some some landscape that's shifting because, as we said, like probably his two things that he's most well known for are Shark Tank and being the owner of the Mavs. And all of a sudden, both of those things are going away. (laughs) So the landscape is shifting for Mark Cuban. And I would agree. It's like there's either something where he's going to move more into the political world. He's been getting into the pharmaceutical world as well. Or there's a lot of bad stuff coming down the pipe. Or both. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. That tends to work out if you're a politician. Sure. This is the Dave and Mahoney Show glitz, glamour and out of touch celebrities.
0: Well, that's redundant.
2: It's pop trash. I'm Dave and Mahoney. So everyone has been so enamored with this Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift thing. And it does appear to be getting more serious. I don't know, Audrey, if you saw the latest gossip that there's moving trucks outside of Travis Kelsey's house. Meaning that when Taylor Swift is done with her tour in South America, supposedly she's moving into Travis Kelsey's she's mansion in Kansas City. moving to Missouri. I mean, but maybe she's moving some stuff in. I don't think she's moving to Missouri. He just, here's the thing. The moving trucks, he just moved to a new place, you know, like a month ago. So this is probably just part of that. She's not going to live in Kansas City.
1: The, have you guys seen what her house looks like? And I think she lives in Nashville. Yeah, it's like a little hobbit rabbit hole filled with books and nooks and crannies. It's like the most whimsical, beautiful home I can't you've imagine ever Travis seen. Travis Kelsey
2: walking in there, like, what are all of these things?
1: What's well, a book? They're called no, books. but I mean, like, jokes aside, <laughs> the two worlds colliding into actually a living environment. I don't know if there's enough man dojo space for what his memorabilia probably will hold. Can yeah. you imagine how much stuff he's just got? Oh, he's yeah. a bachelor. Yeah. I mean, and all of the girls before him probably did not decorate. Or so, her. Because
2: everyone is so enamored with this relationship, and it is interesting, and these two are like titans of their industries, but they're so different in so many ways. But you know, do opposites really attract? You know, there's There's been so much chatter about it that it actually is going to be studied now in a course at Harvard, the relationship between the two of them. Well, so, but it's a Taylor
1: Swift, it's a Taylor Swift course. So basically just kind of, uh, you know, documenting and showcasing the empire that Taylor Swift has created. And I mean, and I think that it is incredibly impressive, her business model, Um, but that is going to be featured in there and probably talking about like the pop culture phenomena and how we're all obsessed with it.
2: Yeah, it's just interesting. And I I actually, I know that you were kind of dogging on it there, Mahoney, saying like Harvard needs to get together. I actually think it kind of makes sense. Like everyone's talking about it right now. You're to take a class on this I took a, at Harvard? I, was, and
1: I paid for a lot of dumb stuff at UK, one of which being the history of rock and roll. Yeah.
2: I feel like that's I'm that's on those you. Those are the easy. That's Taking like a film classes. class. Yes. It's easy. Filling in.
1: Yes. Art history. Well, so, actually,
2: That's really hard. Post Malone is just a kid living his best life. He's a huge fan of the Dallas Cowboys. And now Post Malone has partnered with the Dallas Cowboys on new merch that has dropped. So uh, he's partnering with his favorite beloved team, which just seems like the perfect thing for old Posty, doesn't it? I mean, you know, he's out here living his absolute best life. I mean, if you can work with your favorite football team, you get paid by your favorite uh, fast food restaurant and canes. And uh, you can just do whatever you want, man. He is uh, he is truly a renaissance man. Yeah, baby. man,
1: but I mean, I'm going to spread this rumor right now. I think he's on Zozimpic.
2: <laughs> because he's gotten so thin. Have
1: you seen him? Yeah, you, you can't see, be he's eating canes
2: monster. and looking like you that. You can't be
1: eating canes and just chugging Bud Light. We've seen what you looked like when you were doing that. You don't look like that anymore.
2: Everybody's on Ozempic. Eh, yeah, whatever. Uh, so Chris Evans uh, has said that he has not heard anything about the original cast of Avengers Reassembling because there's been some chatter about it. And he goes, yeah, nobody, nobody's called me about that. Nope. You're like, um, I mean, he's sort of been dismissive about, you know, his role as Captain America. I mean, he's all. Because it from, sucked.
1: I hate him. He's the worst. So we, had him all- say that.
2: we had him on the show. I mean, like however many years ago, like 12, 13 years ago, when the first Captain America was coming out. And, you know, it was funny at the time. He uh, he talked about it. I signed a ten movie deal. Yeah, and he's and, like, and after that, I'll probably just retire. He's like, I'll yeah. probably just quit. Said that that can, many years ago. Marvel, but that movie. was like the, when the first Captain Before America it was, was even where out. it was. It was like we didn't. That's when he was still doing radio interviews with guys like me and Dave. Dave. What are you doing, yeah. man? <laughs> like, you, know, you haven't made it yet. You're talking to us. This <laughs> is Dave and Mahoney. Did you care to tell everyone what's I going on right now, Andre? you gonna do this to <laughs> me. I was not
1: looking. You know, whatever. There's a teacher, and they're about to call on somebody in the class and you start looking everywhere else yeah. so you don't get called on.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was literally do- just doing that because I knew you were going to call me out.
2: So here's what happened. So we're sitting in the studio like we do every day together, and we all have our little things that we do, and Audrey generally has you know, her phone in her hand, and she'll be, like, scrolling or whatever on TikTok. The and, internet. Yeah, you find things funny, and, like, it brings you joy or whatever when we're in the middle of doing other stuff in the studio. But I just glanced over, and you've got... Your iPad in front of you, and mm-hmm. I thought for a second maybe your phone had died or you'd forgotten your phone at home, and so I'm like, "What, what's going on over there?" And you and you say, "What do you mean?" As if nothing different is happening. I said, "Is your where's your phone?" You go, "Oh, it's right here." You hold it up, and I said, "Well, then why do you have your iPad out?" Because mm-hmm. you literally never have your iPad out. In fact, I don't even know if I've ever seen you bring the iPad to work before.
1: I brought it to work. Before. Okay.
2: I look up and it almost appears as if you're doing work, which I'm like, "LOL."
1: You're so <laughs> annoying. I do so much work.
2: <laughs> and so I say, "What are you doing?" And what is the answer to that, Audrey?
1: I just wanted to have Harry Potter on in the background because it's festive. Look, it's it's Christmas.
2: You just are putting Harry Potter on silent to have on,
1: so I could just like so feel just glance
2: over and see it,
1: feel comfortable.
2: Yes. You it's know, not hurting it it's on silent. No, it's not hurting anything. It, it's, it doesn't bother me at all. It's just the mood. I I don't know anyone else that has <laughs> An emotional support movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> movies. Uh, There's eight. An emotional support series? I, mean, I, I, yeah. always, I always say, pick a number one through eight, and Dustin goes, oh. <laughs> but, but look, see, it's just Christmas time. I'm showing them, like, about an hour and 25 minutes into the movie where it's just Christmas. So, yeah, so no, that's just the thing. I was just I mean, it I,
2: on. I've heard the the argument for many years about, you know, whether Die Hard is a, a Christmas movie. It and certainly and is. A lot of people say that it is. It's not Christmas until Han. Gruber falls off a Nogatomi Tower, Dave. <laughs> are the Harry Potter movies Christmas They're holiday movies. movies. They're, they're kind holiday. of, I
1: would yeah. say that they are in the camp of Nightmare Before Christmas where you can watch them for like any time between Halloween and Christmas. But if you think
2: about, But like, you also watch them in the dead of summer.
1: Well, because they also were blockbuster movies that came out in summer. I see. So no, they're <laughs> really year-round the, movies The there early again. ones for
2: all were released around Thanksgiving. It yeah. was like Thanksgiving week because, I mean, yeah, I went with Yeah, summer blockbusters
1: and, and Thanksgiving, they would go back every other year.
2: Yeah. Is there other people out there that have emotional support shows or movies? Sure. I mean, like, like for me, I guess like putting on a football game, I guess, kind of gives me that same sense of okay. I am mean, I'm people rewatch like home.
1: The Office. A lot uh-huh. of people do like comedy shows. I mean, yeah, people do that all My the time. My wife
2: has seen every episode of Seinfeld about a thousand times. Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. So that one's for that. Arrested Development and Modern Family, like, are her. Go-to big shows. I'm curious, what is your most interesting emotional support thing? Is it a movie? Is it a TV show? Is it a band?
1: Some people have fidget spinners that they don't get rid of. Fidget spinners. Like like a little, like, squishy toy thing that they just, like, roll in their hands and their fingers. We were talking
2: about this the other day. There's plenty of adults that we know that still have, like, their emotional support blankie or stuffed animal from when they were a kid.
1: I have a friend of mine who still has her blanket, which was a whole blanket at one point, but it has been washed so many times, it is the size of, like, a silver dollar. Like, there is not any fabric left on this thing.
2: And she still keeps it?
1: She still keeps it. It's like a part of her pillowcase now. She puts she it in her pillowcase. in the pillowcase. Yes.
2: Wow. <laughs> Did you know? I, that I mean, it's been weird, washed my honey, but yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. it's good to know, like, when you roll into a relationship like that about her attachment issues. <laughs> <laughs> Can't let she, go. She ain't dumping you.
0: You're listening to Dave and Mahoney. Please leave a message after the beep. Tell. Do you have a comment, complaint, or opinion for Dave and Mahoney? Then call and leave a message. Eight three three yo dummy. Please
2: leave a message after the tone. Uncover your ears. How do you find these songs? So, you know, what site do you go to, and, and what do you? Put in for searching to find these terrible songs. Have a wonderful day. Message deleted. So that is one of the uh, the many tasks that Chris <laughs> spends hours on, like sifting through... The internet. But we actually get a decent amount of people sending along submissions, too. Like, I love it when we get a message from somebody on social media. They'll forward somebody doing an awful cover song. And I'm like, like, hey, look at this. They're like, hey, check this one out. I'm like, mm, you're exactly right. That is perfect. It's a tedious process.
3: Yeah. A lot of keywords that I use in searching would be words like awful, cringe, ick. You know, those are some of the things I go for. Yeah, But luckily, we have, like, a lot of artists that do this for a living, actually. They actually just put out terrible cover songs every day.
2: Well like that that one that we had earlier today, the one of Bev and Bob where they're doing the the Beastie Boys well, like legends. oh dude, yeah. The, the, this one. You wake up late for school man, you don't want to go. No. It's just this, like, you know, middle-aged kind of redneck couple and clearly a single they, zindolized- they do video, too, in yeah. front of a green screen, which yeah. makes it even that much more funny. And right. it's intentionally awful. No, it's not intentionally well, awful. I know it's not intentionally awful, but they know that it's awful. Because- because no, I don't know that
1: they do, Because one of the things about TikTok, and Chris, I would hate to see what your algorithm looks like if it's this is what you're so mining bad. for. Oh, my God. So it's that and fast
2: food freakouts every one day.
1: One of the things <laughs> that they are actually, you're kind of, like, propped up by the community because... They don't understand that their praise is getting... It's ironic, well, like I will it's say they're doing that. it ironically. They're yeah. like, "Keep going, Beth and Bob, you're doing great." But, but it's just really because we want more content from you them so we can laugh. I'm, I'm
2: kind of fine with that, though. I mean, yeah. I feel like I'm such a sucker for words of affirmation that even if you're mocking me, if you're just telling me I'm great, I'm yep. here for it. I'm fine. It. Yeah, yeah, a lot yeah. of these artists
3: that we play regularly on Cover Your Ears, if it wasn't for us, they would have nothing. They would have no view. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. So, yeah. So yeah. The, like,
2: the ones that have two views and now have three views because of us, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Beth and Bob are making money, Dave. I know. They're making money. I know. They make probably. They probably. I bet they make over hundred grand a year doing it. Just doing covers in the yeah. basement. Good for them. Please leave a message after the tone.
1: How does your style reflect your personality? I lean towards comfort with a dash of quirky. It's cozy with a sprinkle of surprise. Message deleted.
2: <laughs> okay. I feel okay. like, yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I just wear what makes me look the least fat. You know, like but yours give, is like me yours a, is g- a beach boy sheep. I'm moving into a <laughs> moo moo next. You know, I know I'm going to get fatter. So, like, that's my next step.
1: Mahoney, you're definitely a retiree embodiment of a 40 year old because I, you I, love comfort. You love Tommy Bahama. You love beach wear. You're, you're constant cruising I want to
2: live in a 55 plus community ASAP, but I'm not old enough. I yeah. feel like you're a retiree who might be a swinger.
1: For sure. sure. Well, so you're yeah.
2: saying it's a 70s, it 70s uh, change. Yeah. You're saying I, should jewelry. Get a, saying I should get a Corvette? Yeah, get a Corvette and, and you got a new are one. You a, a guy you would buy a Pineapple Beach There you go, brother. I have one of those. Yeah. My whole style is just that it's it's just routine. Reliable. Be. Reliable You are reliable. Yep. I'm going to show Tried up. Tried and true, baby. Wearing the same thing, but I got your back. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Every day I just try
3: to wear comfortable pants. That's all I care about.
2: Comfortable pants. I will say. Yeah In the world of men's pants, the technology that we've uh, brought in with the, like, adding the elasticity Mm -hmm. to, like, even just, like, Levi's. Dude, I like a pair of jeans that you can grab and run 100 yards with before it snaps you back. (laughs) I feel like you have
1: women to thank for that. We do. For sure we do. you guys, we wanted spandex in everything.
2: (laughs) Yeah, and it worked out great. (laughs) Like,
1: can we put spandex in a cotton blend? Can we try?
2: Let's try it. Please leave a message after the tone.
1: Hey, Dave. Get your head out of your ass. I didn't say nothing
0: about commercialization. It was the over-commercialization. Mm. Get your head out of your ass. Get it straight. <laughs> Talk to later, Message deleted. What
2: is he even talking about? I
3: don't know, but I love the, the commercialization of the holidays. Okay, yeah. talking about...
2: Okay. All holidays are about commercialization. That's of why we have they they holidays. That's yes. why
1: we moved Thanksgiving. That's that still blows my mind. What they, do you mean moved we moved Thanksgiving so October we could spend more?
2: To November to stimulate the economy at the end of the year to have a good Q4.
1: That's crazy, <laughs> yeah. crazy to me. And
2: also so on brand for us as America, isn't it? Yes. Yeah.
1: Like, hey, presents.
2: You're like, yo, (laughs) when should Jesus's birthday be? We'll
1: just say the 25th. Right before we close
2: out the books for the year. Dave and Mahoney.
0: You're listening to the Dave and Mahoney Show.
2: So I told you guys about all the drama with my mother-in-law losing her wallet when she was coming in for the holidays on the plane. And so we didn't know if she's going to be able to book a ticket home and finds out that she'd booked a ticket home. And then she booked it for the wrong day, and then there was it at the wrong time, and it was just kind of a whole debacle, but... You, you, you know what you could get without an ID, I think? Mm, greyhound? A greyhound.
1: I've been on a greyhound before. It's not that bad. It's about, like, flying frontier.
2: That was when you were, like, a piece of trash 19-year-old, Audrey.
1: Facts, and i I... Yes. Mahoney? Yes. I
2: don't, <laughs> I don't know if greyhound has gotten better in the last 15 years or not, but somehow I doubt it. I don't know. Either way... Mother-in-law got on a plane yesterday. Mm-hmm. Ma- she did she made. lose her wallet on the way back? She did not, which is great. Good. And, and I, mean, I obviously give her a hard time. But, you know, my mother-in-law is great with the kids right. and, and everything else. And so, uh, is as much... Tongue in cheek as it is, you know, to give her a hard time for being around because she is when she comes to town tends to stay for extended periods of time.
1: Because
2: your grandbabies and she, you, Dave, she loves. She should have had uglier babies, Dave. <laughs> you don't want you, you don't want grandma around. Should have had ugly ass babies. The kids loving having grandma around. Right. In fact, there was a couple of them that were in tears yesterday because Aww. she left. And so, you know, my wife automatically uh, started talking about next time that Lala is coming to visit. Mm-hmm. And she dropped something on me yesterday. She goes, Hey, did you know that my mom's company offered to fly her back down? And I said,
1: For why? Why?
2: And I didn't really get a clear answer to that. I don't know why, Audrey. That's, that is a good question. Maybe I'll follow up on that today. Maybe not. Uh, but she said... Men
1: are so funny. Like, what do you mean you didn't get more information? Well,
2: I think that when my wife dropped this next thing on me, she knew that maybe this wasn't the ideal time to bring this up because okay. the mother-in-law hadn't even gone to the airport yet to fly out. And so she's telling me, hey, the, her company offered to fly her back down. And we were both kind of in the middle of doing stuff at the time. The I kids gotcha. are all over the place. It's a little chaotic. And she goes, she goes, yeah, the thing about flying her back down on December the 7th. And I said, that's December seventh, twenty twenty three. What? Why?
1: That's literally next week.
2: Yeah, yeah that's should... Thursday. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. so, oh my
1: gosh! And
2: because there was no follow up. Because that was part of the. Oh well, we'll talk about it later. Mm-hmm. I, I legitimately don't know where we she's are She's
1: hoping you don't ask questions, Dave, because the longer on? you wait to ask the questions, the more solidified this is going to become. This is going to happen by next Thursday if you don't ask the questions. And
2: tell me if I'm wrong here. If she comes back on December the
1: 7th... She's not leaving until to to the new year.
2: Yeah, I see. If you're down here, because it's like, you don't want to travel the week before. Christmas? Or the week before, Chris, the week, or the week any before. any holiday, yeah. Yeah, she's here until uh, MLK.
1: You've got to start asking See, questions. And again, states. Dave,
2: uh, you had good-looking babies. You got cute kids that are lovely to be around. And then you make a uh, an awesome like guest suite in your house, comfortable. Like, man, this is you. You you did this to yourself.
1: You need to put uh, rocks in the mattress or something, dude.
3: What if you go get your brother and just make him come here and stay in the guest room, have it occupied.
1: No, I feel that, like they that would defeats, party. That they defeats, would get along No, a that defeats lot. the
2: purpose of everything. <laughs> like, you shouldn't put a guest room in your house. You're, you're right, Audrey. Next thing you know, my brother and my mother-in-law are dating. It's just weird. It's going <laughs> to make me call him dad.
0: Up. <laughs> <laughs> Follow the Dave and Mahoney Show on social media at Dave and Mahoney. Because your home phone, cell phone, email, Facebook, Twitter, and home screen, all at the same time. They're everywhere. <laughs>